Welcome to the Entrepreneurs Helping Entrepreneurs podcast, brought to you by Cambridge Entrepreneur Academy. On today's episode, John Sortino and Mike Conley discuss improving your business with new ideas. Hi, Mike. It's, uh, it's good to do another uh, podcast with you. And um, Likewise. this is a really interesting topic, improving your business with new ideas. So many members ask us, you know, about that particular thing. Mm-hmm. They got a business going. Uh, my favorite person that we helped out was, uh, what's his name in New Zealand? Oh, Howard. Oh, yeah. Howard, yeah, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the story of Howard. Yeah, so Howard, Howard is, he's a candy, he owns a candy shop in New Zealand. and he, jo- he joined, Hi, Howard, if you listen yep. to us. He, he, he joined the academy, and it, it, maybe like second weekend, you know, John and, got, John and I gave some new ideas for his business. But he, he comes on the one-on-one, he says, John and Mike, I just want to tell you, my wife says she's thank God that, you, that I found you guys because now we're making money in the business. But it was it was it was such a it was such a cool experience because to us to be working with an entrepreneur in New Zealand and just giving him fresh ideas to to grow his business it was really cool. Howard ended up ended up uh, launching a, a gift line and sorts of other stuff and you know it's so fun and. and we got him to look at his business definitely. He, if you remember, he, he had this store full of candy, he, uh, really a, a candy man. We made him watch Willy mm-hmm, Wonka. Mm-hmm, remember? Mm-hmm, he said, mm-hmm. watch Willy Wonka, yep, right? Yep. And I said, we said it the next day, did you watch Willy Wonka? He goes, oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. He watched it with his daughter and his wife. He watched it with his daughter and his wife, right? I said, you got to be the candy man of whatever town you are in New Zealand and uh, make candy gifts, like package them up for people and charge 25 bucks. And he did that. Mm-hmm. You showed him how to make a few gifts. Yeah, we he get, sold them yeah. right off. Like he doubled his sales like in the first day, tripled them. Next thing you know, he jumped on candy and selling them as gifts, which is a common thing in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they don't do as much of it in New Zealand, but just looking at the business a little differently. Well, see, that's that's what I thought was a cool thing too. When 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 we have people from different countries and we introduce stuff that I mean we think of like you know basic, basic, and 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 it really blows their minds, it does. but. One of the cool things with Howard too, and he was, he's, and, and this is like always the best type of entrepreneur to work with, the ones that are not know-it-alls. Like right. when we introduced certain concepts to Howard, he was like, okay, okay. And it, and it was difficult for him to change, but he said, I'm gonna trust you guys and, and we're gonna, tr- let's, let's try it. And once he started making money with the new ideas, he was like, okay, what's next? What should I do? What else do you need me to do? Okay, you need me to, to adjust my sign? You need me to move around, change the way that people navigate the store, whatever. We wanted him to do. He started doing, it and he started benefiting the, the results for that. We had him videotape the, uh, mm-hmm. the store, and the store originally was candy from all over the world, and you know, dollar candy here. There was nobody in the store, and we made him change it into a gift kind of thing. Then mm-hmm. he put gift things outside the store. It's a nice store that he had. Really, really nice. It store. really was a nice store, and I'm glad that his wife um, thanks God for us. <laughs> I thought that was, that was my favorite part about that. But um, basically. When you're, if you're going to improve your business with new ideas, you have to go through and do an inventory of your business, mm-hmm. right? Like in my case, at the Teddy Bear Company, every year we had goals to improve the business with, uh, with uh, different areas because it was, we had sales, we had product, we had customers, we had stockholders, we had everything going on. So it wasn't a, you just can't improve your business with one idea. You kind of have to do the whole thing. So I um, I made a list here of different kinds mm-hmm. of things. So the first thing you need to do to improve your business with new ideas is take a look at your product. What can you do with that product to make it better? 
And um, uh, in my case, in the teddy bear world, we made our bears better and better and better and better and better and better and better every year. Right. That was one of our goals. Yeah, you, yeah, you've always asked yourself, is my product the best it could absolutely be? Right. And if you say yes, you're lying to yourself. Right. You should always challenge yourself to make it better. Right. And, and one of the best ways to improve it, and you have to have thick skin, is ask your customers, like, how could I make this better? What would you want this to be? Right. And sometimes they're going to tell you stuff that's going to hurt your feelings, especially if you... And this is one of the reasons why you don't really want to be emotionally attached to your product or service. Because when people start telling you... It's like, if someone tells you your kid's ugly, you're going to take that personal, right? I think that's true. So you... But, but even hearing that, hearing that, you know, something's wrong with your product or service, don't look at that as, as criticism. Look at that as feedback. And you take that feedback and you improve it. And when you improve it, you can even increase the price because now right. it's something extra. Like, right. I know with, with Stinky Cakes, one of the first things um, we did, we realized that a lot of our orders were coming from different states. Now, when we first made them, we made them to deliver them locally and they didn't have to be as sturdy. And once I started seeing people from other states, I go, my first thing was, like, how can I, I need to make this better? So we can ship it, mm -hmm. and like we, my wife and I, we did about maybe between twenty and thirty prototypes. And what we would do with them is take them to the top of our stairs and push them down the stairs. And they go, doo -doo 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 -doo. so by right by the twenty twenty fifth um, launch down the stairs, when we picked it up, it was still sturdy. And I go, boom! Now we can ship them. So then we we we, we um, kind of got the shipping stuff going, and we started shipping them everywhere. And no one complained about them not being intact. Right. And, and and one of the ways I was able to test to test that to see if they were were um, getting delivered like how we wanted them to, I would I did like a little hashtag thing, or I would tell people, hey, listen, post a hashtag, or you know, post a picture on our Facebook wall with your stinky cake when you get it, and you could receive something, and we would send them something like you know whatever it may be. But people started posting stuff. And this was before social, this was like maybe like six, seven years ago. So this was before Instagram was big and all the Facebook stuff was big. So we had people, first of all, we, we were learning what people wanted, right? And we were noticing that the product was getting it the way that, the way we wanted it to be received. So you got to be willing to listen to what the people say and just really give them what they want. Right. Well, you know, I, I think that's really, you know, I, I'm Italian. I, I like to talk about pizza a lot. Do you notice that? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I go to a pizza place and the pizza's really greasy, if the owner said, are you ever going to come back? I'm going to go, no, your pizza's too greasy because I don't like that greasy, you know, that's, it just, I don't know. I like it where it, it's not that greasy. I mean, that's me personally. So right. if they asked me, I would go back if they, you know, eliminated the grease and things like that. So asking customers, a really good idea. Um, in my again, it's teddy bear. Not only did I improve my product, I improved my box that I put it in. Just mm -hmm. like you were talking, I brought up a lot of um, um, interesting things that I was thinking about the same thing. You know, it's funny. I, I'm glad you said that because that that was one of the things that when I met you, and you was talking about how your box wasn't just a box. Your box was a toy. Like when you said that to me, that that made my whole mindset shift as to how my my packaging should should work. And that's when I kind of really ran with the Mr. Stinky Cakes brand because I became a part of the, the whole package. And people talk about that almost more than they talk about... Same with my box. The, the, the gift, yeah. right. Yeah. So if you give them something extra that they, they're not expecting, expecting. Right. you know, they kind of run with that. And, and it's like, oh, by the way, I bought this thing too. Right. So like when you... That's, that's a simple way to improve your product. Just like thinking, thinking about... Yeah, improve the package and something yeah. that has nothing to do with the product. Exactly. Now, another way... Um, 
is to improve your business with new ideas. Obviously, is to increase your customers. And um, I think the most interesting way that companies need to increase their customers is to not necessarily always think outside the box, but to think about how other companies have done it mm -hmm. and go after traditional marketing methods and make one or two of them work for you and get them down so they're working. It doesn't work if you're you know, putting your name on, I don't know, um, school bulletins when you're, th that's not your customer base, even though you get your name out there. So you gotta know gotta match. improving the marketing and the advertising part. I think that's obvious. Well, even if, even when you think about with the teddy bear company, when you were trying to get into the new, a new market and you started doing NASCAR, and, you, and I said, well, why would you do NASCAR? You know, it's, the thing's freaking flying around. How? And you go, Mike, my car was last, right? And every time... They, always last. It was always last. It was always last. <laughs> but, when, but even though it was last, people... Sometimes saw, we're 25th. Not <laughs> people saw the phone number and I go... And you were one of the... I think you were the first person to put the phone number on the NASCAR. Yeah, we put our phone number on the back bumper of our car because the only time I got TV time is when another fast car would pass us, like Dale Arnott would pass us, the, uh, the, and the, the, the famous Dale... And, um, or like, I raced a lot against a lot of big, big time racers. They'd fly past my car and they'd always go, and there's the teddy bear car, and you'd see the 1-800-829-BEAR on the back bumper. Um, the other reason I needed to expand, because I couldn't get the South to buy my product. They didn't, Vermont, they didn't know where Vermont was, first of all, they didn't care about Vermont. In the South, I'm not saying that they, they look at the North in a positive or negative way, but I wanted to be part of the South. And that's what they're into. In NASCAR, oh. I loved it. By the way, highly recommend NASCAR. Huge NASCAR fan this day. Can't wait to the Daytona 500, which is coming up. Um, and another thing is, I think one of the most important ways to improve your business, uh, and we talk about this a lot because it's the four-point triangle right behind us, is you take a look at your four-point triangle. I mean, what part of that four-point triangle is weak? Is it you? Mm -hmm. Are you are you a good communicator? Are you a good leader? You know. Uh, are you like staying up all night doing the wrong kinds of things? Right. Are you like whatever you're doing? Is it you? It's a lot of times. Mm -hmm. That's that's the first place to look. Um, your sales and marketing person who's in charge of that is it them? Is it if that's you, then it's you. Um, is your operations kind of like um, not broken. working well? You're broken. Um, are you doing? Do you understand financials? Like look at your whole four point triangle. See, and and what I like about. My favorite part about the four-point triangle is that it's almost like if your car is broken, um, right. you, you know which piece to go to. Like if, 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 if it's not turning over. This is the best analogy you've ever done because you do so many of them. <laughs> this is a good one. I right. think I would even use that one. Yeah, exactly. No, what, it, what it does, it, it helps you identify exactly where it's weak so That's you know exactly what to fix. Right. Right, so you know, if your battery's dead, you're not gonna change your, your, your tires, right? Because right. you know, let me go to batteries. But that's that's what I love best about the four-point triangle, and it really makes you look at yourself as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, or as a part of the team. Like, how how can I improve? So now you know exactly what to improve in. And it's funny because my sons, you know, they're, they're eight and nine, hmm. and they run the four-point triangle in the businesses that they run. Do they? Because, yeah, because I have... Yeah, the kids love it, don't they? Because it, it makes... I taught it in the middle school. Yeah. That's why I know it works. Yeah. It makes it so simple for them. So that, and that's why even the adults, that, that get it, they have the right mindset and the right attitude. They go, you know what? I, I suck at this thing. Wow. So let me stop, like you said, let me stop spending hours and hours doing this thing. I, I know someone that's good at that thing. I, could, I know what I want to get, so let me just... 
leverage that person and you build you build a team and it becomes really simple because right. now you're just really focusing on what you're great at doing like we were in an investor meeting today focus on what you're great at doing that's it yeah that's it you know it, it, it and if like i always say, say surround yourself with people who know what they're doing right right and build this build a solid team if you're if you're a marketing person right the chance of you being a strong financial person is Slim to none because there's two different sides of the brain: left brain, right brain. Mm. So if you if you're trying to be everything, the things that you're not good at are the things that are going to burn you out in business. Right, right. That's so true. You know, um, when I started the teddy bear business, I, I started in a little town in Vermont called Virgins. It's a small city in the United States, and my 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 house is next door to a, a foot doctor. Do you know what a foot doctor? A, a a cow foot doctor. It's a guy who cleans out the bottom of all the cows in Vermont okay. because they're really expensive cows. Some of the best cows in the world come from up there. And he, he had this machine that would flip the cows upside down and he would clean out their hoofs, right? And he was a giant man. And um, I got a wood stove and began heating my house with, with wood. And um, I made a mess out of doing this whole thing. And he just looked at me and he says, you know, John, he said, you should just concentrate on what you're good at. Because <laughs> he could see I was lousy at chopping wood and all this stuff like that. He was so right. I mean, my chimney caught on fire. It was like, it's a disaster. But the things I'm good at, I figured that, uh, what those things are. So um, I think that's really important. I think another thing um, people don't look at, and I use Steve a lot of times as an example. When you, when you come up with a product, you think that this is the market that your product's going to sell right. in. Whatever that might be. Um, the lady's got the uh, um, special hair program in California. Gold. Oh, Tommy. And yep. um, she thinks of her product going in this market. And I really clearly see it go this being the bigger market. In Steve's case, he built something for the commercial um, uh, people who do, who do uh, landscaping. Mm -hmm. And the bigger market is for everyone else who's got a lawnmower. Right. And so Steve began to look at those two different things. In my case... I started out my teddy bear business thinking I was in the toy business, selling my teddy bears in toy departments like in Macy's and FAO Schwartz and places like that. It wasn't until I changed my thinking that I was not in the toy business. My bears are gifts. Mm -hmm. Gifts given to babies, gifts given to women, gifts given to your daughters, gifts given to your mother, whatever they are, they're gifts. And when I changed who I was selling it to, my whole world changed. Well, see, I, I go back to again when we when we first met, and you told me something similar to that. Is when I switched from hmm, maybe I shouldn't just look for people hosting baby showers or event planners, so to speak. I should I should be talking to these kind of other people. And what I liked best about our conversation was you you also taught me how to change that conversation because what will work for one market is completely different from a, from a different market. So right. you have to really understand. This is one of the things I love with working with the members is teaching them how to change their marketing message. Because you can you can know to go okay I got to go from a, from this market to the, to the next market, but if you don't know how to change that marketing message, is it'll backfire on you and people will go well no I'm confused as to what you do, so I'm gonna just go to your your competitors making it clear right what 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 they do. So that's a big part of that. Not only just identifying a new market. But understanding how to speak in a marketing language to that market. Right. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think Steve's using some of the lines that we mm -hmm. did him in. Um, uh, the lady who's making pies in. Um, Sophia. Sophia. Uh, it really was a matter of her. 
in her case in particular, she was trying to sell her product for the same price that everybody else was trying to sell right. the product for. And once she goes, we said, no, you got a special pie. So I think she increased everything a dollar or two. Then did. she started selling all the crazy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It separated her. It, it, it but, separated her. But that gave her a new customer base right. that improved her product, that improved the value in the product that people people could see. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes improving your business or improving your ideas is really so simple, but you miss it because it's almost like you're a fish in water. You don't understand you're in water, but someone else standing out, they go, Oh, why don't you just do this kind of thing? Right. And that's one of the things that the members love best right. about me and you is that we tell them wait a minute, you're missing all this money over here. Stop doing this. Right. Just kind of switch a little bit. And, and and that's like one of my most fun things because when our members start generating more raw revenue from the ideas that we help them with, it's a wonderful feeling. It really goes yeah, down to entrepreneurs is, helping it is, entrepreneurs. It is fun. It is fun. The um, um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I can't make this clear that really one of the best ways to improve your business is by looking at the four-point triangle. In my case, my bears were looked like they were um, made by uh, I don't know, like ladies that live in the you know the country who go to knitting fairs mm -hmm. or something like that. They looked very crafty mm -hmm. um, until I hired Kathleen, and Kathleen ran my operations, my design and operations. She knew she 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 was trained at one of the best design schools in the country. She ran sewing machine operations in different parts, parts of New York. Um, she was, and she knew how to do all the pieces of putting a product from beginning to end through. And once I did that, my cost went way down and the quality of my bear went way up. Right. The beauty of it went away. Because right. it was the one piece of my triangle that was really awful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so um, I think that's a lot of ways to improve your business. Yeah. Oh, one key way also that people also ignore is learn your financials. If you don't know your financials, ask Mike and I. We'll we'll help you out with it. But please, don't ignore your financials. Right. Well, it, you know, and it, it what's important about that too. It gives you almost like a tracker. Right. Real numbers, real data, real. So you so you know what's you working, can, what's not working, and you can improve. And then you can put your formulas together. Remember exactly. We about the formula. Yep. The formula's the big deal. So um, that's pretty much. Uh, how to improve your business with no ideas. Yeah. Anything to add? No, just um, visit our website, www.cambridgeentrepreneuracademy.com. And if you want to join the um, Entrepreneurs Helping Entrepreneurs group, you can go to www.entrepreneurshelpingentrepreneurs.com. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard on this podcast, go to cambridgeentrepreneuracademy.com.